Welcome to the Believe in a Land show. My name is Andy Billman. Let's take a look back at the week that was in Cleveland sports. It's a very hectic week. A lot of things going on with the Browns. They had a preseason game. There was some good. I thought there was some negative. It was a two-point loss, but as we all know, the really the wins or losses is kind of icing to what the cake is. The cake is what was played on the field, and there were some things I think came out of this game that are actually very good. Um, and I guess we'll start there. We'll go to the Guardians, of course, a little bit in the show. And the Buckeyes start to ramp up. There's not much going on there. And the Cavs are taking a siesta. But next week, the uh, schedule gets announced. So they're, they'll be ramping up, too. But, okay, let's go to the Browns. So there's a lot of mystery, obviously, about where this team's going to go because of the unknown factor of the quarterback. So let's talk about the four positives in this loss. And the biggest one is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson looked very good. I mean, there's, I, I think it's time to be blunt. We were worried as fans. I think the organization was worried and they had a right to be. I think there was nervousness in the building and they had a right to be. I think there might've been some nervousness in Stefanski. And I give Stefanski credit. He kind of allowed in this one preseason game, to kind of let it unfold to what is possible with Deshaun Watson this year. He ran. He moved out of the pocket a lot. He had chances to make plays that wasn't full speed, meaning like we weren't seeing the whole playbook, but we got a taste of it. And I actually think that was needed for us fans. I think it was needed for the organization. I think it was needed for Deshaun Watson. I give Stefanski a lot of credit. He went outside of his comfort zone, from what I can tell, and allowed Watson to really play in a game where he could have had injury. Could have been nicked up. But Stefanski allowed him and allowed us as fans to sit back and say, this is what's possible with Deshaun Watson. And that's a really good thing. As fans, we needed that. As an organization, they needed that. We need to start feeling out, well, where is this really going? And how, how is this going to work with Deshaun Watson? And what are we really thinking about his talents? And after this game, I'm slowing down what I think about wondering. I, I got a good picture. This team is really focused. He looks like a guy who played in 2022. And that's all good things. Very good things. Very excited about the possibilities ahead for Deshaun Watson. I now am not as nervous anymore. And he looked good. He looked the part. I think he's actually going to get better. And I saw a guy who I recognized from years ago. And I like the fact, too, that it was not a perfect track. It was a slick track. It was very wet out there, obviously. The delay of the game um, was was obvious. To, I, mean, I mean, it poured down rain. It was terrible rain here in Cleveland. Terrible. So to see Deshaun Watson kind of float around, make plays, that's good to see. Really, really good to see. I like what I saw out of Watson. I like it. It makes you feel good. It's hard to get critical 
of Deshaun Watson's performance. I know they didn't score. They didn't have Nick Chubb, and I don't think they opened up the full playbook at the goal line, and that I get. That's where my preseason hat comes on as fans. I'm like, I get it. I get it. We don't want to show all of our plays yet. Let's see if Kelly and Demetri Felton can run in the end zone, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But as for Deshaun Watson, it was a big positive. And it's, again, kudos to the coach. There are times in sports you need to see something with your eyes to start believing that it can happen. And it wasn't just us fans. And it wasn't just us as the organization. It wasn't just us as journalists. We needed to see something from Deshaun Watson to feel better about moving forward. And we got that. We finally got something where it's like, okay, I can taste that. I can feel that. I like what I saw from Watson. I can see this working out. That is a huge step forward for everybody involved, including us fans. Very, very, very good stuff. Great stuff. It was only one drive. He only went three for three. But we needed that. And it was a, he only threw for 12 yards, but that he looked so good, so crisp in that series. And that's, it's going to set a lot of agita. It's not a thousand percent. It's not a lock of Dini, but you feel good. The big second point of positivity out of the four is this Elijah Moore guy. He is wonderful. Elijah Moore is going to be a star. I'm so glad to hear he's not seriously hurt. Sounds like he might even play this week during the practice work scrimmages against the Eagles, which is good to hear. I knew he was good in college. Saw him play, liked what I saw. He is very talented. Very talented. Elijah Moore, if he stays healthy, I don't think we're talking about him enough as fans and enough as um, people who study the sport. He is that good right now. Elijah Moore has a chance to be a star, and they are using him correctly. He is the closest thing that I have seen to Eric, to, to the um, – I was going to say Eric Turner, but Eric Metcalf. Not Eric Turner. Different position. Metcalf. Metcalf was special. Elijah Moore's got a chance to be really special here. He is that good. Uh, he is electric when he's on the field. We're going to have to take note. And it's going to cause a lot of opportunities for openness to other players in this team, which is good. The Browns are going to have a lot more things opening up, and it's going to create more things for Nick Chubb. It's going to create more things for Cooper and Peoples-Jones and for Njoku. That's how good Elijah Moore is. He is that good right now. And I don't think we're talking about him enough. He has a chance to be an absolute star, and he's quick. And I like how we manipulate him at the line. And I like how we make him just – he is going to cause issues for defense. And if you're not careful, he's going to rip a big play. And it just creates havoc. With Chubb, 
Watson and more. Gonna be tough. You have three guys with legs who can make plays that are very, very special. Elijah Moore is a star. Absolute star. Now he's got to stay healthy. But if he does, watch out. I mean, watch out. I really liked what I saw. He only carried the ball once. But in that one carry, he got 18 yards. And it was great. And he was flying, flying around. He's a very, very, I mean, he's just, cannot tell you how excited I am about that young man. He is, he is that good. Just elite, elite, elite. If he stays healthy, watch out for Elijah Moore. Number three, I really think another player who is getting a lot of hype too. These two are very similar to me this year, but I think it's time to really push the hype machine. Marvin Emerson on defense is he's he's very good. Um, I was really impressed by him. He really stood out to me. And he was good last year. But he has ball hawkishness. He knows how to fly around the field and be a menace. He causes issues for offenses. He hits hard. He strips the ball. He knows how to flip the field, meaning he can make a strip and a fumble and take it to the house. He's uh, He just Flies around. He's a special, special player. Oh, my gosh. He really jumped off the page to me in this game. I really like Emerson a lot. And I think it's time to discuss, and I think it's time to do it. It should be Denzel Ward and Emerson starting. Newsom's a good player. This is how good their secondary. Their cornerbacks are probably some of the best in the league. But this Emerson kid, he is that good. He's better than Newsom. And I like Green too. I do. But I think um I think Emerson's ahead of Newsom. And by quite a bit. Emerson needs to be playing as much as possible. He can make plays. He flies around. He causes trouble. He is just, I just was blown away by him. Blown away. Really, really exciting. He on defense stood out to me the most. Emerson's number four, number three. Very positive. Watson's play, one. Moore's play, two. Emerson, three. And the other is Darius Smith. You know, he, he doesn't pop out in the stat sheet, but you can see the presence that he's going to make on this team. Um, you can tell that, again, offenses are going to have to focus in on what he can do. Again, on the stat sheet, he didn't do much. But, man, he forced things. He really put, put people into a box on offense, meaning he closed. He forced a lot of things for the for commanders just by his presence alone. I really like what I saw out of him. really do. He's a very good player. Again, didn't make a play, doesn't even jump off the stat sheet. So Darius Smith, that was legit. Very, very, very good player. He's an exciting player. I like him a lot. And you can tell with him and Miles Garrett, watch out.
if they can just get enough out of Tomlinson, Tomlinson's big. It is going to be good night to the offenses. Really, really is. Again, Zadarius Smith didn't make a play in this game. Zadarius Smith doesn't jump off the stat sheet. But what I saw early on and what, what I saw in this game, he he's he's legit. And when they have to double-team Garrett, it's going to create issues. And Tomlinson is going to make a big – I think he's going to make a bigger impact on the team than people think. Tomlinson, again, too, doesn't jump off the stat sheet in this game. But when they put in the big three, Garrett, Tomlinson in the middle, and Zedaria Smith, it is going to cause issue. Big issue. You can see the trouble ahead for offenses. And Tomlinson is, oh gosh, big, 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 big kid. Huge. That safety, that defensive line, I don't even think they're playing full speed yet, and they're causing safeties. Secondary with that, that line. Brown's defense has a very good chance of being elite. That was being said last year. I think it's actually possible this year. I didn't buy into it last year. I do now. The defensive tackles at one position. If Tomlinson gets hurt, I think they're in trouble. But if Tomlinson can stay healthy, it really has a chance to make a big impression. Big impression. I think it could really, really cause problems. I think there's a chance this defense could be really good. Watson won. Elijah Moore, too. They both played really well in this game. Uh, again, Elijah Moore needs to get hyped more. He is that. He has a chance to be that special in this town. He is that good right now. He's that good. Three is Emerson. Martin Emerson should start over Newsom. And Newsom's not a bad player. It's just that's how well Emerson's playing. And then four is Darius Smith, and maybe wrapped up more as a defensive line. The possibilities of that defensive line, I don't even think they played their best game by by far, and they were causing big havoc to Washington. I thought they took their foot off the gas after that first drive. I think if they had the once they put up the full gas to the floor, it, it is it is full full steam ahead for those players. And the, and again, Tomlinson, when you see him in person on TV, guy is a big kid, big big. Big defensive tackle. Shouldn't say kid. He's a man. <laughs> Emerson's a man, too. Those are big, big boys in the middle. More on the Cleveland Browns and the Commanders game when we come back after this break. Welcome back to the Believe in the Land show. My name is Andy Billman. Please check us out. We do so much great content in BelieveInTheLand.com. Check it out on BelieveInTheLand.com. We also do a lot of great things at Official Cleveland Sports on Instagram. That's at official Cleveland Sports on Instagram. And again, always check out the Believe in the Land content. We do a lot here on this YouTube page. We do a lot when it comes to content also around on our different social networks. Like I said, at official Cleveland Sports. Check out their articles. I think they really work. Believe in the land.com. We're also going to be doing some stuff coming up with Fitworks. We'll talk about that more in future weeks. I'll be plugging it here on the show. And away we go. So there's a lot of exciting things. Go ahead and, and again, go to believeintheland.com. All right. More of the Browns game. As I thought this first reveal had a lot more to it. Again, Watson's play is the most important. Elijah Moore going to be a star? Yes. 
again, and just remind people, Watson was very good in that game. He only had three passes, but he ran with his legs. He showed a lot. Good on Stefanski for showing that stuff. That was very important. Three is Emerson. I think Emerson needs to start. It's time for Martin Emerson, Emerson to start. He's better than Newsom, and Newsom's a good player. But that's how good Martin Emerson is. And then finally, so Darius Smith and that line, it, it, they only gave us a taste, and my gosh. Um, same with Watson. I thought Watson didn't give us the full Watson. Um, I think there's still a lot there to be seen. But the chances for this team to be good on life is <laughs> very, very good. Ooh, bless me. Got so excited I had to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze again here in a second. That will come back. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Oh, I oh, like the line I held. Let's see if I can get through this just again. There we go. But anyways. And again, Tomlinson, if you missed the game, I think it looks great. I do not realize how big he is. He is big. He's going to really make an impact on this team. Other news things and notes that I took from this game before we get to the negatives. Um, I really like this kid, Austin Watkins. I think Watkins needs to get an opportunity to make this team. Like what I saw of him. I like what I saw of David Bell. Uh, to me, Bell, Watkins, you know, you're going to, I think you're going to have to keep Hakeem Grant, you know, somewhere is Marquis Goodwin. And you got the big three. I mean, Cooper, Peoples Jones, and Elijah Moore. And I think that's and Tillman. My gosh, Tillman. I think that I think that's it. I mean, I think Akeem Grant obviously has to show some things, but I think he I think they need to keep him because I think he can be a playmaker on special teams. But I do like Watkins Jr. And I do like what I see from him. I like David Bell. I do. And I think there's a big drop-off after that. I think once you get through those names, I, I, I'm i not going to – I'm done dogging Anthony Schwartz, but he stinks. And and these other guys – and he's a nice kid, and I know that, but, you know, the the Harleys, no. Haddon's, no. Forrestal, no. Like, these all guys are just not it. But Cedric Tillman, Watkins, Bell – you had the big three. Marquis good one. I think. I think that's it. And Akeem Grant as a specialty. I think those are your wide receivers, and it's a lot of wide receivers. I know that, but Marquis good one probably not going to be healthy for week one. I think that's something they have to really think about as a team. Maybe they. I mean, we don't know. But it's a blood cost situation, and hopefully he's doing okay and battling that. But I. Do kind of like what I see out of Watkins Jr. And I think I, I, unless I'm mistaken, I think Bell's making his team. Maybe Hakeem Grant's on the edge. I don't know. And Hakeem Grant hasn't shown anything. But I think he has that possibility of being very special on special teams. So the reason to keep him. But again, I don't know when it comes to if they can keep Watkins Jr. But I. Do like what I see. I do. I think he's a good player. And other people are impressed too. The other thing that was getting bantered around a lot, but I wouldn't get too wrapped into it, is this whole thing about DTR replacing Josh Dobbs. I realize DTR played well, 
in this game again. But from my vantage point, I actually think DTR needs a year to learn the NFL system and be ready to go next year. I do think next year it's a different story. I don't think DTR will be looking as crisp or as good going into a game if he had to replace uh, Watson for some type of injury or blow. I just don't think that's the smart thing with with right now. What whether with I think Dobbs is a better fit. I think DTR can actually use the time to sit on the bench and kind of take things in and reflect. I think I do think those things are important. And again, it needs to be brought up. He played up against a lot of third and fourth stringers. Dobbs is not, and Dobbs has not really played yet. So I wouldn't read too much into that. I don't even think it should be a factor. I think Dobbs is more ready for that backup position. I think DTR could use a year. I really think a year will go a long way of him being a third string. I do. But I really wouldn't get too wrapped up into that. DTR did look good again. He wasn't as good in this game as he was in the last game, but he's still good. Played well. I mean, hard not to say you don't like what we saw. We do. He looks good. He really, really does look good. And he and he marched the field down. He marched the team down the field on a 75-yard drive again. It's good to see. And Dobbs did not. Dobbs struggled. But okay. All to be said, I don't think that is for the technicals of being a backup quarterback this year. I just don't. All right, some of the other constructive criticisms, and it all can't believe we're here we are again, but here we are again. It all stops and starts in negativity with York. Um, Cade York, I, I don't, how should I put this? I would not trust Cade York to make a 40 yard field goal right after the game. I don't even know if I could trust it for an extra point to win the game. Like the game is tied and they need an extra point to win. I don't I don't know if I could trust Cade York to make that kick. And that's a problem. You know, they need to bring a kicker in. They need to start having him feel the pressure of these moments. The pressure being in this moment is this team cannot afford to have missed field goals. No one can. Missed extra points. No one can. And there's a lot of edge right now to whether he can make anything. And I know he's making his extra points, and I know it's still early on, but this is way too fast to have something speeding up like this where someone is just not able to make kicks in a preseason game, and they're missing badly. I just can't rely on him to make a big kick right now. I can't rely on him to make on a kick. And I don't think it's too soon to start saying this. And the lack of wanting to put someone in there to comp- compete with them, I, I don't quite understand now. Not comprehending it. Someone needs to be pushing Mr. York. It's okay. And by the way, maybe he wins that contest there. But it's time to start feeling the heat. 
you can't just keep missing. I mean, I, I just, he's, he's missing kicks. Everybody's saying the right thing, but he's missing kicks. Starting to turn into an Anthony Schwartz situation where it's like, this is not working out. Anthony Schwartz, nice guy, just not working out. Kate York, sure he's a nice guy, just not working out. You keep talking about, oh, he's kicking well, and he thinks he's close. And blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Not really feeling that energy. You cannot keep relying on someone like Cade York to say, well, eventually he's going to get it right. And that's what the Browns are saying. Well, we know he's going to get it right. Well, that's wonderful. But where's the evidence? I, I only remember one big kick, that first week kick. Outside of that, I don't remember much. That was good. That's not good. That's not good at all. The Cade York thing needs to be really watched, and it's okay to bring someone in at this point. In fact, it's good for the club. They cannot keep relying on Cade York kicks without any competition. It's a mistake. Again, you got to look at it this way. Do you think he can make a 40-yard kick to win the game? I think he can make an extra point to win the game. Game's tied. Can he just make the extra point after a touchdown? Can't say that. In fact, I probably think he misses. It just feels like it's going to be a lingering storyline all year. And for some reason, the Browns aren't ready to push that button. It's a mistake. That's negative number one. Number two, constructive criticism for the running backs. John Kelly is not going to cut it. Um, he's just not good enough. I know they played a good defensive line. I understand that. I understand they played in situations that he's, you know, maybe not used to in a way, but this, um, you know, the backup running back after Chubb is concerning because I, I, I don't know we can rely on Jerome Ford. And from what I saw from Felton, he was okay to good. He had some moments, but... You know, they signed a running back today, which we're going to get to in a second. But, again, that's kind of more of a practice squad guy. I feel like the Browns are delicately dancing around the need to add a running back. I, I Kelly's just not going to cut it. And Felton, I think he's good sparingly. I don't think he's a backup running back. I just don't. I think in sparingly good spots here near sure. In fact, I don't know if Demetri Felton makes this team. Gonna be close. It's gonna be close, but they did sign. You know, they did sign a backup running back today, and we're gonna get to some of the other injuries in a second. But you know, hopefully, this kid Wilkins at Ole Miss, uh, he came over from the Colts. Um, hasn't doesn't really done much, but they, you know, maybe he can provide a spark. Surprise! they're not signing some of these big names. The backup running back situation to me is not. It's not solidified. And John Kelly's not cutting it, so that's not an option. And Felton, frankly, I don't know if I – I would rather keep a guy like David Bell or Felton. I just, I'm just i not seeing it with Felton. 
I like what I've seen. I think he's played better. I don't. I, I guess. I guess I gotta see another couple games. He can make this team possibly, but he's right on that edge. But they, no matter what, you need to add a running back. They did. Um, and this and this guy Wilkins coming over from the Colts played college Ole Miss. Jordan Wilkins, and then they also signed eight meters today. The safety. Um, bad injury news for Jacob Phillips. He's out again. Uh, would be surprised if Jacob Phillips is around next year. I think that's the end of Jacob Phillips. He just never really lived up to uh, what we were hoping for. Not a huge shock. It happens a lot in the NFL with their round draft picks. It, 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 so it's not like the end. I wouldn't say it's the end of the world, but I think Jacob Phillips feel bad for the young man. He actually played well in this game, I thought. Um, but he just can't stay healthy. And he's, out, and he's out again for the year. They also cut Bolden, the safety. And I said they added meters. And they added Wilkins, the running back. So no more Phillips this year at all. And the other one little nitpick thing, it's not a negative, but it's just something to watch. Ogbo can clearly rush the new defensive end. He can clearly rush the quarterback. He is going to have some issues with the run game. They did shine Shelby Harris earlier this week. That's a good sign. That will help with the defensive tackles. Ogbo is going to be a specialty third down pass situation guy. Ogbo in running situations, the teams run and they run towards Ogbo, it's going to be a problem. Uh, it's not Ogbo's specialty. Ogbo is your home run hitter who does one thing. He sacks quarterback, attacks quarterback. Stopping a run, not his game. Shelby Harris coming in is a good thing. My other little nitpicky thing is a negative four. Um, I, I don't know what we're seeing outside of Tomlinson's defensive tackle position. Hopefully Harris will provide a spark. I think he will. Obviously, I'm excited about that signing. I'm very excited about that signing. Well, outside of Tomlinson, not seeing a lot from this club still on defensive tackle. Tomlinson's good. Solid pro. Not great. Solid pro. But I just don't see a lot from Jordan Elliott. I don't really feel the other – Guys on defense, and I didn't really feel much from Ika in this game. I don't really remember him playing much. Nothing really stands out in this game. So they're going to have – I think, you know, the, the signing of Harris is good. Let's put some pressure on these defensive tackles to get that position solidified. So, again, Cade York's a problem. They need to bring someone in. I'm not sure why they're hesitating to wait. The backup running situation, the backup running back situation is very unsettling. I don't think it's getting talked about enough. They need to add another running back outside this guy Wilkins. They added today. Demetri Felton making the squad thing is very iffy. John Kelly, no way, no way. I don't need to see much more from John Kelly. Um, the injuries to Phillips is a bummer. I feel bad for him. He had a really big opportunity to play this year. That play a lot, but play and really make an impact on his team. I think he. He obviously has the high energy, just didn't work out again, injured, just never healthy, just never healthy. Um, and then, like I said, I, the defensive tackles outside Tomlinson just don't stand up. Not, not really feeling it. But the big story and the big headline to me are the, you know, in the three, Watson playing and playing well, and kudos to Stefanski to opening the playbook that was needed in this game. 
the agita settled down. It was needed. It wasn't just you or I or other fans or journalists. We needed to feel comfort. We did there. Elijah Moore is a star, and Martin Emerson needs to play as much as possible. He needs to be starting. He is that good. He is going to – he's already a star. He's a starter for a reason. Kick and play. Kick and really, really play. I like Emerson a lot. I do like Emerson a lot. He is going to be a star. Again, I bring in someone from Cade York. Like the Shelby Harris signing. Backup running back makes you nervous. Felton's on the edge. I think Kelly's out. I don't think Kelly's going to make this team. Like Watkins Jr., like Bell. Anthony Schwartz, no way. That's your Browns. Big week ahead. They traveled today, Sunday. They're going to be in Philly this week. That's a good week. You're going to learn a lot about this team in these next few practices, which is good. But a lot of information shows after the second preseason game, which was good to see. Guardians when we come back. Welcome back to the Believe in the Land show. My name is Andy Billman. Thanks for always for tuning in. You can check me out after every Guardians, after every Browns, after every Buckeyes football, after every Cavalier game at Official Cleveland Sports on Instagram. It's at Official Cleveland Sports on Instagram. Check it out. Also, check out BelieveInTheLand.com. Check out all sorts of great articles. We focus on the four teams that I just mentioned. We also talk a lot about the city of Cleveland activities, things to do. We love the CLE. So if you love the CLE, then you need to click on that link and check it out. Click on the link right there. See it? Believeinland.com. See it? Let's see if I can do Just Oh, you can't do it. Yeah, just type it in. Type it in. I think you'll love it. I do articles all the time. Todd Hall does articles all the time. Tony Camino. Have some fun things coming out soon. There'll be a lot of good stuff. Check it out. The guards. Guards had an interesting week. They went three and four, but it felt like they could have gone five and two. But they have young players playing young positions. And when you have that, sometimes you're going to get a little moments of hairiness. But they had a good week offensively in Tampa, which is ironic. They split the games against Toronto. Toronto is a really good pitching staff. Matched up well. Good pitching all around. Noah Sendergaard got his first one. That was good to see. So I guess we'll start there. The Blue Jays series went 2-2. Two and two. A lot of low-scoring competition games. Uh, Guardians had their typical struggles in two games. Where, I mean, really, first three games really just could not find hits. Had a hard time with it in this series. Got it going on Thursday. Rocchio and Jose Tina came up big, getting big hits. You know, Rocchio, we're going to talk about more about him in the Tampa game. Rocchio can hit. I just want to I, he's the first one of these prospects. I think he can really hit. I think it shows. I think he looks the part. I don't know about his defense. And that showed up on Saturday. Um, I don't know what is – it's hard to get comfortable with Rocchio defensively. But offensively, I can see it. I can see where there's excitement. I can see where he got brought up. He is good. Cole Calhoun really settled in this week. He, I thought he had a nice series against Blue Jays. I thought he played really well too against the Rays. But we're starting – you know, the Blue Jays series, we really saw the strength of the pitching staff. Gavin Williams, 
Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen. I mean, those three guys, it's amazing the Guardians are turning out pitchers like this, and they still haven't pitched Espino. He's probably not going to pitch this year. And we haven't seen anything from Bieber since the All-Star break. And McKenzie's only pitched uh, really once or twice this season. Twice. Maybe not sure he's going to pitch again this year. Probably not, actually. Kyle Quantrill, nowhere to be found. But yet, here we are. Grinding out these young pitchers. And they are really taking the mantle of trying to get this division one. They are exciting young players. Bybee is a... I'm, Bybee and Williams are just stars. I think Logan Allen's going to get better. I think Williams is going to get better. I think these, these the Guardians, how should I put this? The Guardians have so much potential. It's spilling. It's just foaming out. Their young pitching is just so good. Um, showed in that Blue Jay series, they, again, they split. They could have taken three out of four. I thought that series was about right for the hitting. They didn't hit as well as they wanted to in that series. Got the two games, still only three and a half out. Going to the trop to play the Devil Rays. I mean, now the Rays. I keep saying Devil Rays, not the Devil Rays anymore. Just the Rays. And the Tampa series was um, a wild series. You could argue they should have won two out of three. Sweeping, eh, I don't know about that. They should have won two out of three, though. Friday night. Back and forth game. Xavier Curry really struggled with that lineup. Not an easy lineup to pitch against. Really had a hard time. But the Guardians had opportunities. Miles Straw hit a home run in that game. They took advantage of some bad, you know, wild pitches and catcher. I thought the catcher kind of just kind of went to a funk there a little bit. It was, they were wild pitches for sure, but. Um, I thought the catcher on one or two of those could have done a better job, but you know, wild pitches, no hits in the ninth inning, down three runs. Guardians come back, tie the game, and then of course Nick Sandlin throws up a meatball, bang gone, walk off. Then there's Saturday. Uh, Gavin Williams looked like he is such a competitor. He only pitched five innings, but my gosh, those were five electric innings. He is very good. He is competitive. He plays with a fire. He plays with an edge. And he really does get he gets he gets anyone excited, including me. Very, very good young pitcher. Very good. Um, he might be the best of the three. I think Bybee is, but I can understand the arguments for Williams. And then once he got taken out, the Eli Morgan, Stefan, De Los Santos trade uh, train. Couldn't quite hold. Then we had Class A in the ninth. The Guardians did have a lead going to the ninth. 5-3. You know, never solidified. But okay, it's 5-3. Figure you're going to win that game. And boy, did the rails just come off. Um, you know, Class A's blown. Nine saves. This one, I think, is partial. Uh, meaning, like, I thought some of it should go on the defense here. Not all of it. 
Because Colossae has got to get outs, and he couldn't get outs. And this lineup's tough, boy. Um, Yande Diaz, the ex-Indian, uh, now Bray, he's very good. That was a bad trade. They should never trade him. Oh, boy, they could really use the Yande Diaz right now. And, you know, Arozarena um, Aro is a very good player. He's one of the best players in the game. And he had another walk-off. But Colossae couldn't make outs. Um, really struggled. At times, he was fighting. He was fighting. But with two outs and 5-4, runner on first and third. That was a really good opportunity for the Guardians to get out of there. And Rokio just really wasn't quite in position. It wasn't an easy play, but I've seen the Guardians at shortstop make that play of the years. And Rokio just couldn't come up with it. He was out of position for one thing or another. And what he made into a very hittable ground ball into an out turned into a safe and base, you know, game was tied. I know people will talk about the runner uh, leading off. Um, you know, the, the Rays got the leadoff guy on, and he and he was and he ran on the on the first out, getting to second base. And that is a play in this game. The Rays do play aggressive. There's no doubt they play. They are perfect for that park. They play that park to a T. And that was a big play. I thought the bigger play, though, was Rokio. Rokio's got to come up with that ball. That was a typical ground ball that is made every day in the major league level, and he just can't come up with it. And I've seen this now from Rokio. Rokio can hit. Rokio's a good player. Rokio's got to find his glove. And Klasse's got to make those outs. But what I liked, if there's anything you can like out of that loss, on the final play for Rosie Arena when he hit the single in the left center, Lariano, who I do like, tried to make the play, tried to make the final out, couldn't come up with it, and slammed his glove to the ground. And it was good to see some emotion from the Guardians. Guardians don't show a lot of emotion. At times, they're an emotionless club. And I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. Naylor shows some emotion. Jose shows some emotion. That's about it. Class A can, I guess. You see a little bit out of Williams. That's about it. Cal Quantrill, if he gets back healthy, will show some emotion. But it was good to see Lariana slamming the glove, saying, not acceptable. Got to win. The you get to tell by his nonverbal. Not acceptable. Must win that game. And I like that. I thought that really carried over into today's um, game. They really they needed a laugher. They got it. Bybee was wonderful. Seven innings, two two runs, five strikeouts. By the way, ten strikeouts for Gavin Williams. God, he's, Gavin Williams could be a big star. Gardens could be really good next year in the starting pitching. But, you know, going back to what I was saying, Rokio needs to find defensive position. Today's win was excellent. Jimenez, I thought, really stepped up. J-Rams suspension got trimmed from three games to two. He sat out Saturday and Sunday. They split those two games. Oscar Gonzalez had a nice series. Big Sunday series went three, three doubles. And, you know, the Guardians are starting to find their way a little bit. It may be too little, too late. We'll have to see. They're still only four and a half out. But you're starting to get to that 30-game level, and I, I'm a big believer in this, and history will tell you this in baseball. If you're uh, if you're more than behind by three games and it's less than 30 games left, 
it takes an epic run or an epic collapse to really win the division or to win the race. So Guardians, you don't want to get in the month of August. You really got to keep that lead at four and a half, maybe five and a half. Six is too much. So they're really on that edge. Ironically, I think they're starting to find their groove in certain ways. The schedule is unrelenting right now. This new schedule, they're, I mean, they're, they're paying the price for it. But I think it's actually going to make them better for next year. Maybe if they can make the playoffs. We'll see. I mean, they're hanging on. But they are hanging on. It's only four and a half out. The young pitching is there. Terrible loss on Saturday. Terrible loss on Saturday. Gosh, cannot tell you how bad of a gut-wrenching loss that was. But all that to be said, they did go three and four. It wasn't a winning week, but it wasn't a horrible week either. But that's your Guardians. It's kind. They're kind of learning as they go, and hence why the record's three and four. When you learn as you go, you usually don't win as much as you should. One more segment when we come back. Welcome back to the Believe in the Land show. My name is Andy Billman. You can check out everything we do on BelieveInTheLand.com. We do all sorts of articles. We do all these postings all the time, talking about the three teams, talking about Buckeye football. We do also things about in the city. Todd Hall, myself, Tony Camino, we do a lot of, I think, work that really shows the pride of the city. We love the city. Check it out, BelieveInTheLand.com. Also, check me out on Instagram, at Official Cleveland Sports. Check it out at any time after any Guardians, after any Cavs, after any Browns games. We are there after every preseason game. And bop, 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 bop. We're there all the time. Believe in the land. Okay. Let's finish this thing up here. The Buckeyes are still in the midst of figuring out their quarterback situation. There has nothing that's really changed this week. You can tell there is a lot of how I will say a little angst from fans. I don't think it's worry. I just think they're just curious. I just think there's a little bit of, boy, I'd like to know who's going to be the starting quarterback against Indiana. Um, Ryan Day does get off a sense of calm when he talks, so hard to read what he's seeing in practice so far. The one thing that's been made clear from reports I'm reading and from, you know, I watch a lot of this Letterman Row guys. I think they're very good. I've been reading things from 11 Warriors, Bucknuts, all good things to read. Really good Buckeye content. <coughs> and the one thing that I'm really gathering from these guys is that the talent, once they find a quarterback, is there throughout the team. Um, it sounds like the defense, from what I'm hearing and reading, people think the defense can make a big step up. And we'll see. I think it's asking a lot in this team, but okay. They're knowledgeable guys. They watch them practice. They think the defense is going to really improve. Not just be better, but big step forward. Okay. We'll see. There's a lot of excitement about the running backs. There's a lot of excitement about wide receiver. Obviously, Harrison Jr. is a star. Those are the reports you're hearing. The ironic thing is there is nothing that I'm hearing or reading that gives you any inkling on what's going on a quarterback. And I... Got to be honest, I find that very curious. You would think by now someone would write or someone would talk and say, gosh, McCord or, my gosh, Brown. You just don't hear that stuff. Makes you wonder what's really going on in quarterback. Kind of like Deshaun Watson until, you know, what we saw with the commanders. 
there's a lot of mystery to the Buckeye quarterback situation. It's very hard to read. It's been a very quiet training camp. And again, it's very hard to get a to get a feel for what's really going on in the position so far. All that to be said, all the reports, everybody's saying how good this Buckeye team is. And they are good. They're going to be very, very good. And they have a lot of talent. But quarterback and not having a quarterback can make the season unnerving. Time will tell. And then as a quick throw-in, the NCAA did not accept Michigan's or Harbaugh's you know, proposal for suspension. So there's going to be more coming out about that next week too. So keep your eye on that stuff. Will there be more teams added to the Big Ten? I doubt it. We'll keep your eye on that too. Never know. The Browns really had a preseason game. I think that really for the first time under Stefanski allowed us to understand the season ahead positively. Positivity. Positive vibes about Deshaun Watson. He looked good. Sadomayajida, I think it's Sadomayajida. Elijah Moore, Emerson, good players. Zaria Smith. The Cade York situation, I don't quite understand how they're handling it. Um, I don't trust in what they do there. I think they need to bring in a kicker. And again, I would just put it to you guys. If you and ladies out there, would you trust Cade York to make an extra point to win the game? An extra point. Not a field goal, an extra point. I would not. Guardians had a wild week. Good pitching. <coughs> good pitching. But, um, boy, the Rays series really beat them up. But they did get a laugher today, which was good to see. Very good week from Jimenez. J-Rams back on Monday. And nothing really from the Cavs. And like we said, the Buckeye football, everything looks good except for we don't know what's going on in the quarterback. And that was the week that was in Cleveland sports. My name is Andy Billman. Check out BelieveInLand.com. Check out at Official Cleveland Sports. We'll be back here next week. Until then, have a good week.